Chart Chat is a member of the Tej.fm network from WTJU Radio. Find out more at Tej.fm. That's T-E-E-J.fm. Everybody, it's Monday, June 11th, 2018, and it's in the evening, not usually when I record. I am Caitlin, and you are listening to Chart Chat, your weekly guide to the past week of pop singles hitting the U.S. and U.K. charts. Welcome, everyone, to the second week without our beloved Tanner. He is still taking his exams and still doing great, as expected, and soon we will be back together doing our thing. But for next week, I'd like to give you an announcement that we are going to take the week off. I think Tanner will be finishing up his exams for good, and I will be at the Firefly Music Festival doing a little bit of research, a little bit of listening, and having a lot of fun. If you are there and would like to meet up and talk about music, let me know. Send me an email. At this point in the podcast, I would like to let you know that you are not going to just be listening to my voice, even though I'm sure you enjoyed it last week so much. I have invited a guest who has been on our podcast before. Peter Kelly is here with us tonight to give us a couple thoughts on the U.S. entries that were to his liking this week. Peter, how are you? Hello, I'm doing really well. Thank you. uh, Thank you for having me back on the podcast. You're very welcome, Peter. Why don't you go ahead and take us through these U.S. entries this week? Okay. I'm no Tanner, but I will do my best. So, at number 100, we have Pusha T with The Games We Play. At 98, we got Panic at the Disco with High Hopes. At 94, we have Maroon 5 featuring Cardi B with Girls Like You. Cardi. <laughs> Party my Ferrari. <laughs> At 93, we have Jake Owen, I Was Jack, You Were Diane. I will point out uh, this is a cover of Mellencamp's song, uh, Jack and Diane. I will leave that up to the listeners to decide which one of those they like better. At 89, we have Billy Eilish and Khaled with Lovely. At 82, you got Tyga featuring Offset with Taste. I really like that one. That was a good song. Uh, at 80, you got Jennifer Lopez featuring Cardi B and DJ Khaled with De Niro. At 75, you got Pusha T featuring Kanye West with What Would Meek Do? At 73, you got Pusha T with If You Know You Know. At 66, you got YG featuring 2 Chains, Big Sean, and Nicki Minaj with Big Bank. At 65, you got Pusha T with Infrared. 46, we have 6 9 featuring DJ Spin King. <laughs> it's probably Spin King. I, I'm going to bank on the fact that it's Spin King. <laughs> so it's it's 6 9 featuring DJ Spin King with Taddy. 45, we have ASAP Rocky featuring Skepta, your fave. Woo. Praise the Lord, the shine. And at 19, we have 
the god himself, Drake, with I'm Upset. Wow, the god himself, I can't. Well, over on the UK side, we do have a couple of overlap songs, as usual, because Pusha T released an album. So at number 100, we have What Would Meek Do? And that's Pusha T featuring Kanye West. Right above that at 99, we have ASAP Rocky featuring FKA Twigs with F Sleep. At number 97, we have Aura and Camel Fat with Panic Room. At number 95, we have Zayn with his song Entertainer. And I would like to point out to listeners that when I called it that Zayn's next song was going to be about a breakup, I was right. Woo! At number 93, we have Pusha T again with his song If You Know You Know. At number 72, we have Jonas Blue featuring Jack and Jack with their song Rise. At number 70, we have Panic at the Disco with High Hopes. At number 69, we have Juice World with Lucid Dreams. That was a track Tanner and I discussed a few weeks back. At number 54, we have Shawn Mendes with Nervous. At number 37, we have Drake with I'm Upset, and beating that at number 29, we have ASAP Rocky featuring Skepto with Praise the Lord to Shine. Awesome. Yes, very interesting overlap this week, and very interesting to note that both Skepta and ASAP Rocky's song has cracked the top 50 in both the U.S. and the U.K. charts. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. But for now, I think Peter is going to talk to us a little bit about J-Lo. Yes, so Jennifer Lopez's new song, Dinero, instantly jumped out to me. Um, I, I was listening through the playlist for all the U.S. entries, looking up ones I, I was going to talk about. And uh, this one just totally stood out. It was super high energy, very catchy, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't mundane. It, it was it was interesting. Um, it's featuring Cardi B, who sings one of the verses on the songs, and it also features DJ Khaled. Although DJ Khaled does that typical DJ Khaled thing, where like he says maybe three sing- things the whole song. <laughs> so I, I don't know how he gets those his name. Deals and all J-Lo's name and Cardi B's name. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's all he says. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe he's good friends with them and they said, you can jump in on this track. Or he was just hanging out that day. But um, anyways, yes. So the star is Jennifer Lopez. So, yeah, this song is a super cool blend between this, like, high-energy pop trap song and this really nice Latin almost like soul jazz uh, a folk song almost so anyways uh, maybe we should give the listeners a listen I should be comfortable cause I don't do singles in love with the money so no need to mingle just back it up hot talk yeah back it up holla at that if you acting up you ain't got that you can sit with us yeah sign the frames make you double take bending in Look, 
go. I just want my money. Chips, guac, and queso. Y'all can kiss my ass. Dame un beso. Dominicana, drip in the sign. I got the juice, no tropicana. I got the box that got the most flavor. Big fat cat like in the bodega. Still making money moves. Tell me what you think. Merengue to the money. Bachata to the bank. So that was a little taste of De Niro. And uh, Caitlin, I'm not going to lie. So when I first started listening to it, the first 45 seconds, I was just jamming out in my car. <laughs> it was just super catchy. I was having a blast. I'm like, this song is awesome. And then as it got to Cardi B's verse, I was like, okay, maybe I should start paying attention so I like have something to legitimately say about the song. So uh, it, it's a super fun track, but it gets to this point where if you're really paying attention, you can notice that uh, during the drops especially, the hi-hat hits that are traditionally found in trap music, you know, the super fast 30-second notes that are very processed, very much sound like a computer, you know, the <laughs> that you, you'll hear in a lot of background, uh, you know, uh, pieces for somebody to rap over or at the drops of, you know, different trap or EDM hits. Um, it, in this particular instance, it sounds almost like the producer was trying to emulate, like, maracas or, like, a shaker. So just further going that extra step of going into like a Latin crossover kind of piece. And I'm like, wow, okay, so whoever produced this was like obviously very talented, but really put some thought into it and wanted to do a pretty authentic EDM crossover. I know uh, Skrillex has worked with J-Lo before, uh, so that wasn't too surprising to hear that uh, they were going this route of doing, trying to do an authentic crossover piece. So I, I thought that was really, really cool. Peter, so yes. do you know how many songwriters were on this song? Uh, no. Oh my gosh, how many were there? <laughs> there are 10 songwriters <laughs> on this with credit, and J-Lo is not one of them. Really? Uh-huh. Cardi B has credit. DJ Khaled has credit. A lot of it looks like Latin stars and singers have credit, but J-Lo is just riding the fame here. He's just riding the train. So, Caitlin, let me ask you this. Do you think this is just another example of what you and Tanner have questioned in past episodes in that, you know, pop producers and artists are starting to play with going the more latin inspired route for some of their songs because it seems to be kind of growing in popularity i will definitely say yes that is part <laughs> of it well i and i don't think it's the whole story right i think that edm pop crossovers too are slowly starting to take over the charts and at the same time it just so happens that Latin music, especially with Cardi B now just flooring everybody with her outputs, that this is the case. And it's interesting to see it that you're talking about these crossovers and how those two kind of chart takeover movements are meshing into one here. And I do wonder if J-Lo will keep doing this. 
I, I hope so. I mean, I, I'm a pretty avid uh, trap EDM fan, so I would love to see more electronic music on the pop charts for sure. Well, thank you for that, Peter, and sharing your thoughts on De Niro with us. Uh, I am going to take us over to the UK side and talk a little bit about the song Panic Room. So this song recently came out and it's a collaboration between two artists, one which I have heard before but didn't really recall anything. It did ring a bell though and that was Camel Fat and then one artist I've never heard of before and that's Aura. So we'll talk about Panic Room in one second after I get to some vital background info. And Peter, feel free to jump in at any time if you wish. I will, but I'm enjoying just learning a little bit in person, so no worries. <laughs> Sounds good. So Camel Fat is a British DJ and producer duo. We get a lot of those on this podcast, I feel like. And they're a little bit mysterious. They rarely give interviews... And their about section on Facebook just says camels can kick in all four directions with each of their legs. And that, <laughs> <laughs> that literally, that? it does. And I was kind of an instant fan after I read that. So apparently they formed in either 2008 or 2010. No one really knows. But 2017 was kind of their breakout year. And that brings me to why their stage name sounded so familiar. So last year, when we began doing this excellent podcast, the duo's collaboration with Elderbrook in a song called Cola gave them a number one hit on the U.S. Billboard Dance Club Songs chart. That's a mouthful. Later in 2017, that very track was nominated for a Grammy Award, and, more importantly, Noel Gallagher, formerly of Oasis, said it was one of his favorite recent tracks. Cola currently has over 80 million streams on Spotify, and it's still sitting pretty at number 12 on the UK dance charts. So let's take a little listen to that. Got ready for the lighting. She's heading for the lights. She sees the vision going Copping line after line See how she looks in trouble See how she dances and She sips the Coca-Cola She can't tell the difference That's what you're coming for But they don't want to let you in it You drop your back to the floor and Asking what's happening It's getting late now, hey now Enough of the arguments But she sips the Coca-Cola She can't tell the difference yet That's what you're coming for But they don't want to let you in it You drop your back to the floor And you're asking what's happening It's getting late now, hey now Enough of the arguments But she sips the Coca-Cola She can't tell the difference yet She can't tell the difference yet. She can't tell the difference yet. 
song is so good that is a really good song just really nice production techniques going on like they know what they're doing oh that is good they also liked my tweet so that means you should all go like my tweet too oh my gosh they're famous i know it was really cool it was a fun moment when camel fat liked my tweet earlier this week so moving on let's keep that sound in our ears though I want to talk a little bit about Aura. She's another mysterious artist, and she also made waves last year. She began writing music under that stage name, and it kind of looks like chemistry symbols, like big A, little U, slash, big R, little A. And she's been writing music under that name since age 13. And guess what? She is still in high school, and it makes me feel a little bit like I haven't done much with my life. Well, she was also born in Ibiza, or Ibiza, depending on how you want to say it. And she has this very weird accent. It's kind of like American, but a little bit Dutch. But either way, she is signed to Columbia Records right now, and... I don't think singing for them, with them, gained her like instant fame in the music industry. So she's been working really hard. She's playing really small shows right now. I think only about crowds of up to 2,000. So this is your warning to go see her before she gets big. She actually just finished a little tour in the U.S. and she'll probably be back or hopefully will be back. And during my research this week, I found that she's one of those really cool artists that makes acoustics versions of all of her songs, solo versions of all of her songs with like full instrumentation, and then collaborations and remixes like the one we're seeing on the charts with Camel Fat. So if you go to our Spotify playlist for this week, you'll find three different versions of the song that we find on the charts, and that's Panic Room. Made it pretty easy for you this week, so check it out. So without further ado, let's listen to the song we're seeing at number 97 on the UK charts last week. It has jumped about 24 places, and it is sitting right now at number 73. This is Panic Room. My phone has no signal, it's like 
Man, I really think Camel Fat knows how to make a really catchy club track. In a way, there's so much going on, but also it's very simplistic. So I think this song, along with Cola, the one that you heard before, has kind of a very trance-like feel. And maybe some parts that are a little more driving and a little bit, I think, like in the words of Aura, it makes your skin crawl a little bit. So in particular, the synths during the drop and choruses are just awesome. You have this kind of constant syncopated higher pitched one and then a sub bassy kind of lick that descends and that kind of comes in and out unexpectedly. And then the lead in to the chorus has these sirens that are also kind of off-putting and complements, I guess, the anxiety that Aura sings about in the song. Peter, you have anything to add about the different synths used here? Um, I, I will say I was a humongous fan of the syncopated line that you mentioned. I just Something about syncopation gets me every time, and... I've always wanted to hear a really well put together EDM track that just has like almost to the point where it's maddening, just some sort of syncopated line that just keeps going and going and going. So I thought that was really, really cool to kind of keep your attention because you're like, oh, when's it, when's it going to stop? And uh, the other thing I found, you know, that just really showed their level of professionalism and their understanding of production techniques is that the song itself, as you mentioned, is not busy at all. Mm -hmm. They did a really good job of mixing it and understanding, you know, where every part, where every instrument's place in the track was and in the the sonic realm of this song. Um, So they did a really good job of kind of seeding everything well, you know, together so that it it fit as opposed to sounding busy or muddy or you know instruments kind of stepping on each other so all in all i think it's just like a really great dance track yeah i i totally agree and at first this week's playlist i i listened to it in order and there were a couple of songs in it that were a little bit i think heavy on the millennial stuff like there's one line in one of the songs and I've completely forgot what it was, but it was talking about like, oh, our parents think we're failures and they just, they call us savage and they're using like all of these words. And at first I thought when I heard not the immaturity in her voice, but just kind of the youngness in her voice, I thought, oh, here we go. Like this is going to be another one of those tracks. And then it wasn't. So the line that sticks out to me most in the song is in the pre-chorus. And it's the line, my phone has no signal, it's making my skin crawl, the silence is so loud. And I think it does have tinges of a little bit of millennialness because it's talking about kind of media phone dependency and we all have that now and it's a horrible thing. But... I think it deserves a little bit more contemplation and a little bit more weight, especially in terms of the words that are chosen here. And in particular, looking at the last word in these lines or these phrases, my phone has no signal. Signal is kind of a word that has weird consonants in it, and it peaks kind of at the middle of the word, signal, and then you kind of go down. And then the word crawl is also not 
an easy word to sing at all. And it's a one-syllable word, but it has a lot of, I guess, stuff going on, especially towards the end with the W, the all part of it. And then the last, the sign, the silence is so loud. The word loud just kind of thuds in your ears a little bit when you sing that as opposed to the word signal and crawl and how they don't rhyme at all, even though I just rhymed. <laughs> um, I just think it's one of the best lyrics I've heard all year, and I think it is an earworm even though it doesn't rhyme, and I think that's really cool. So the melody for that line in particular is also fantastic, and it's literally just a descending C minor pentatonic scale. And I've talked about that scale and that key in particular before, and I'm just a complete sucker for it. I don't know why, but the higher C and B flat in this scale are sung using this breathy head voice, and then she just kind of seamlessly transitions down when she hits the next line to her chest voice and just continues going down the pentatonic scale. And it's an easy way to write a melody, but I think it's just done in such a hypnotizing way here. And it both is totally off-putting and at the same time really comforting and warm. And I just think at that moment her voice sounds as powerful and well-rounded as like a Florence from Florence and the Machine. And overall, I think the ebb and flow of the verses are really hypnotic and she just does an excellent job. This brings me to the critique I have of the song and it's at the very, very end. It just feels totally rushed. And to me, this club track and cola is a little bit longer and I guess they're allowed to be when you're making a club track for people to continuously dance to and maybe it this song was just an effort to make a track a little bit more streamlined and attractive to pop listeners that are used to paying attention to a song for three and a half minutes so around the three minute 24 25 mark you get this cozy blanket almost all the cushy synths just taken away from you. And you're only left with that higher pitch syncopated synth that I mentioned earlier that Peter was a fan of. And it's great that it's there because it shows continuity. But at the end of the day, it might have been a cool stylistic choice and maybe a little bit less paranoid in a way to kind of strip the instruments away one by one. And maybe that then, the sudden ending kind of contributes to this, the paranoia, I think, that Aura is going for in her lyrics. Who knows? That is very personal critique of the song, and it does not take away that this is an excellent effort, and I'm really excited to see where Aura goes, and I hope that I get to see her live at some point. Peter, any final thoughts about this song? Yes, real quick, before we uh, move on to the next one, I just wanted to add, on, on your note about it ending quickly, um, I, I, I know what it's like to have to uh, kind of 
sacrifice a little bit of artistic integrity for the needs of the client. You know, if it if it's not going to work, it's just not going to work, and you got to change your your final product sometimes. So that could definitely be it. Maybe they could be catering to a an audience that would be intimidated by you know songs that are four minutes or longer. Um, but I also know that to a lot of EDM artists. Uh, a great way to be inspired and to uh, write some of your tracks is to write to a drone note. So in this instance, as you mentioned, uh, the, all the rest of the instruments get stripped away and all that you're left with is the syncopated synth line. Um, they could be treating that uh, as a drone that they're writing and adding to and then subtracting away from, sort of like how uh, Dead Mouse does it in his track, um, My Pet Coelacanth. Um, that's just an example, but uh, there's, there's lots of tracks out there that kind of revolve around this one constant synth, and the, the rest of the song kind of emanates from that. And, and when you pull that away and you know strip it down to its bare form, that syncopated line's probably the, the root of the song to them. So for all of you aspiring EDM artists... Peter just gave you a nugget of wisdom. See what, <laughs> see what you can come up with and get back to us for maybe a pick of the week jingle. I'm waiting for it. I might have a competition. But yes, EDM, EDM producers, make friends with your uh, sitar players and have them just jam on that drone note, and then you can write stuff to that. <laughs> Very good. The last song that I want to talk about before we leave you for a few weeks, dear listeners, is Praise the Lord by ASAP Rocky featuring Skepta. So I really couldn't not, double negative, talk about this song because of Skepta. You'll recall that we gushed about him two weeks ago when we talked about his solo track Pure Water and he's back again. And this time, it's with a collaboration with very famous New York rapper ASAP Rocky. So we're seeing this song at number 29 in the UK last week and breaking the top 50 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 at number 45. That is massive for Skepta, massive for English artists. And this chart success in the U.S. is Definitely due to ASAP Rocky, but we'll take it. Because, as you'll recall, none of Skepta's solo output songs have ever made it to the U.S. top Billboard Hot 100. So maybe we're seeing a cool trend here. And this is the kind of stuff I live for. This is the kind of stuff that brought me to graduate school in the first place. Here is a brief clip. Around the corner, line them up the block and over. Sometimes I even stop the smoking when it's time to focus. My shade, Dior, my pants, below. Create, explore, expand, concord. I came, I saw, I came, I saw. I praise the Lord, then break the law. I take what's mine, then take some more. It rains, it pours, it rains, it pours. I came, I saw, I came, I saw. I praise the Lord, then break the law. I take What's mine? Then take some more. It rains, it pours, it rains, it pours. Yeah. I sold the pack, the loose, the hard. Yeah. I listen to X, I beat the bars. Yeah. The snakes, the rats, the cats, the dogs, the 
So one of the coolest things about this song, I think, is how well-matched and evenly balanced the collaboration is. In terms of mic time for both ASAP and Skepta, they seem to share it really well. And that's actually mirrored in the music video. And I was just glued to it from the moment it started because of, one, how much it suits my academic and professional interests, and in that it just literally drew comparisons between and juxtaposed street life and street culture in New York and London. And as much as I like to obsess over the differences between U.S. and U.K. culture, I think the video focuses on the similarities. I definitely recommend watching the whole thing, and I definitely love the positivity that I get from this. And it's actually, kind of as an aside, Stormzy released Blinded by Your Grace, which was kind of like a a Christian rap song. And this one is similar to that uh, Stormzy output. So it just might also be an interesting trend to try and follow. So one of the most endearing but also kind of annoying parts of the song is the flute sample. And if you are a fan of memes such as me, the meme queen, you may have heard of, I will not say that word on this podcast, but crappy flute. It's like, it kind of reminded me of that right when it came on, so I started smiling. But Peter, you seem to think that it's a pan flute sound? Yeah, I would would bet most of my money on the fact that it's a pan flute virtual instrument, or or a virtual instrument that samples uh, a pan flute, but... Oh my gosh, I would so love to know that like ASAP Rocky brought a bunch of Peruvian guys into the studio with their little pan flutes and recorded them playing the track, but uh, I don't think that's what was going on. I'm pretty sure it was a virtual instrument. I really hear Skepta's vibe in here in that there's really not a huge amount going on in terms of the instrumentals, and that's recalling Pure Water. That's also recalling kind of the camel fat effect, if you will, that we've been talking about in Cola and Panic Room. And the electric, like, drums in this could literally be a garage band preset. Like, I don't know if you have anything to say about that, Peter. Um, not much, Justin, you know, in, in today's day and age, and... The more and more SoundCloud rappers that are out there, the more people are becoming okay with, you know, lower produced beats and drum mixes. So, you know, the days are gone where people want hyper realistic and hyper accurate. And provided that the people that are producing the track produce it creatively and, you know, it fits with the vibe of the uh, song, I don't think people have a problem with GarageBand samples. Yeah, I I totally agree. And I think in terms of especially even like vocal tone here, we're kind of getting some meandering, laid back kind of delivery that mirrors this kind of very straightforward, I guess, compositional style, if you will, in rap right now. And I think both Skepta and ASAP Rocky have tracks that 
are a little bit more in your face, not like violent, but the delivery of the lines is a little bit more pointed or angry or something. And in this one, both of their voices sound kind of like a metaphorical handshake. It's just like very pleasant. I think, too, the last thing that jumped out at me was the chorus and the rhythms that we're getting. This kind of really quick 16th note, I think. And it's always like on the back half of a beat. And it's very, it's off-putting and just kind of, it's like a walking thing. I don't know. Or like a limping thing, maybe. So I think that rhythm is both really simple and also kind of jovial. It's not at all competitive, I don't, I would say. You know, we have these rappers who are constantly trying to show their virtuosity and their speedy deliveries. And all I can think of is the verse in Look At Me Now, Chris Brown's song from a while ago. And that's, I, th- I think that's Buster Rhymes' verse, if I'm remembering correctly. And Peter was mentioning uh, Eminem's Rap God a little earlier. So this is the total opposite. It's just, I came, asa, da-da, da-da, da-da. And it's just, it's almost, it almost never changes in pitch. It almost never changes in rhythm. And it's, I think it's a friendly kind of song between the two of them. And on the plus side, the title, Praise the Lord, Got a thumbs up from my mom, which is very, very nice. She's usually not a huge fan of the music that I listen to and study. (laughs) So I think I would like to close us out for the week. Uh, Peter and I kind of made the whole episode our pick of the week for this week. So as always, thank you so much for listening to Chart Chat. If you would like to listen to all of this past week's chart debuts, you can find YouTube and Spotify playlists in the show notes. And if you have any questions, feedback, comments, or concerns, you can get in touch with us via email at chartchatcast at gmail.com. Also, if you're interested in following us on social media, like Camel Fat is, you can find us on Twitter at chartchat and on Instagram also at chartchat. Also, if you have a second, please rate and review our podcast. We would greatly appreciate your support and critique. Char Chat's intro theme was written by Peter Kelly, our guest of the day. Thanks again, Peter. Thank you very much for having me. And our cover art was made by Billy Phillips, and they're both from Coronation Media. Coronation Media is a creative studio specializing in video production, animation, and graphic design. To learn what they can do for your company or organization, visit www.coronationmedia.com. Chart Chat is also a member of the Teej.fm network from WTJU. To learn more, visit Teej.fm. That's T-E-E-J.fm. Thanks again for listening to Chart Chat. I'm Caitlin Flay, and we'll catch you in a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs>